Welcome to the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our digital partner, Zion Energy, the leading blockchain software and digitalization experts leading the field in emerging technologies related to oil and gas tokenization. For more, go to Zion.com. The legendary Ian Brooks is with us on episode 5 of the Nairn County Podcast, and in part 3, he explains to Graham McLeod the importance of a good team spirit to the building of our successful team at the turn of the century. Also the day he scored twice in a 5-1 win over Cove to escape the last chance saloon. The feeling of blame he felt over the exit of manager Ronnie Sharp and his joy at captaining the team for the first time. So sit back and enjoy more of Ian's stories, hopefully of episode 5 in the Nairn County Podcast. Fostering a good team spirit, you know, you mentioned uh, that that was maybe one of the main reasons it kept you at Nairn and you had guys like yourself and, and Nuggets and Mo. Was that really an important part of the success was because everyone was so bound together and it, it was those guys I've mentioned that really fostered that? Definitely. That was, that's probably one of the things I would say. I think the spirit, that kind of spirit's always been there at Nairn. I mean, even in the dark days, or I call them the dark days, and, um, back in the, the mid-90s when I first went through and we finished bottom of the league, you had guys like Dingers there who who would lift spirits. You know, you had a great team spirit, win, win, lose or draw. And that, that's kind of carried through. And it just so happens that we had a good bunch of players there, who, you know, like, say, like say Scott Kelliker, who was a tremendous player, but he was also one of the funniest guys we were playing with. You know, you had Gary Farker there with Stevie Sanderson, and they were a right double act, you know, coming home on the bus. The banter was just tremendous. And yeah, I mean, they were your pals, and you, you would run through big walls for them on the pitch. And I think that, that showed, especially having somebody like, like Nugget, who, you know, all the guys had massive respect for him. You talk about a leader and all this stuff, and, and it's a cliche, but he really was, especially on the pitch, you know, he wouldn't stand for, he wouldn't stand you dropping your standards. It was, it, yeah, it, it just seemed to click. There were a couple of seasons there where we were really kind of, well, we finished fifth, I think it was the year before uh, Sharpie left. Yeah, we're on, we're on a good thing, so it was a really good place to be at the time, yeah. The highlight of that season, I think undoubtedly, was winning 6-0 away at Clark. Uh, you scored that day. What do you remember about yeah. that game? Um, I just well, it's typical typical derby. Well, I think Forest is our f- official derby, but you, all the guys back then were from Inverness. So if there was one team we were going to beat, it was going to be Clark. So we were up for the game right from the start, and I think we were. I think I did. I think I scored the first goal. I think it was a header. Well, they were all headers, but I think we scored the first goal quite early on, and then we got the second quite quite soon after that as well. And after that, I think we went in four 0 at half time, and they just couldn't get near us. We did, they just couldn't get near us. We were guys with Johnny Seaton was there at the time. Mark Holmes was there at the time. And, and these guys were obviously from Inverness and they felt they had a point to prove. And I think we kind of we kind of proved it in that day. It was brilliant after the, <laughs> you can imagine the scenes in the dressing room after the game, especially being at Clark Park. It was just tremendous. We reached the semi-final of the North of Scotland Cup that year as well. We knocked out Forrest and we knocked out Wick both at home. And you scored in both of those ties as well. And we then went out to Rothis in the semi-final at home. Was that a real major disappointment given how well the team had played and given what, what a successful season it had been? Probably a cup final would, would have capped it off. Yeah, definitely. And I think that might be the game I was talking about earlier on where we just got a little bit complacent. You know, we were going great guns and then take our foot off the gas completely and... And come away with some silly results now and again in games we should have done a lot better in and we were possibly expected to win. So it was a better pill to swallow, you know, especially after some of the points were taken off of some of the teams in the league, some of the better teams. To, no disrespect to your Rothes and your footlings at the time, but yeah, there were teams we were expecting to, 
taking a beat. So to, to not get results against them was, was disheartening. At the start of the, the following season, the 2003-2004 season, you mentioned we get had a knack for getting results against the better teams. At the start of that season, we beat Cove 5-1 at home. You scored twice in that one. That must have been a really special day after being on the receiving end all those years before in the 14-1 game. It was. Um, what made it even sweeter for me was, well, it was kind of bittersweet because I think that game we had, like, say, Scott Kelleher was out injured, uh, Nugget was out injured, Mikey Ray was out injured, Gareth was. Gareth was always injured, but he was out injured. Gary Hume was probably away on holiday, you know. <laughs> so we went into a Cove, a, a game against a Cove team, missing the spine of our team, if you like. And I remember, I don't think I was kind of hitting true form for a couple of games before that. And I remember Sharpie pulled me in before the game. And he said, look, if it wasn't for the fact that Scott Kelker's not here today, he said, I've been putting you in the bench just to give you a kick in the arse. But you're in the last chance saloon. And uh, that was fine. So I went back in the dressing room and the guys were saying, what did Sharpie say to you? He says, oh, I'm in the last chance saloon, you know. If, Oh, well, that was it. Well, I got called John Wayne for about bloody three months after that. Um, but no, I, I think even him saying that to me gave me a kick in the arse. And I went out and we turned him over. We really did play him off the park that game. He'd 5-1. And I was lucky enough to get um, a couple of goals. And uh, he never mentioned the last chance saloon again after that for a, wee, for a wee while. But no, that was a great result. Great, especially being limited with the players we had available for Stipes that day. And that was probably the high point of that season because midway through the campaign, Ronnie departed as manager. How did that yeah. leave you feeling, having played alongside him and then with him being the manager that brought you back to the club? Personally, and I can probably speak, speak for a few of the guys at the team, I was, I was absolutely gutted. Felt partly to blame because, as I mentioned before, sometimes we didn't take the games too seriously and it kind of let us, we picked up a couple of stupid results. So we felt kind of, or I felt kind of responsible for the fact that, that Sharpie left. We kind of let him down in that respect. I remember, I think we were training at the show field and we were out doing a warm-up and uh, waiting for Sharpie to come out and take a warm-up. He wasn't coming. Um, so Nugget took it, which just started, you know, we jogged into the pitch and then Sharpie and came over, basically sat us down and told us, look, that's... That's us away, shook our hands and walked off. It was just disbelief, complete disbelief. It was like a bolt out of the blue and it wasn't. We weren't expecting it. It was just a horrible, horrible feeling. And I felt a little bit, you know, he's, he, was, he was my pal. You know, he, I was there. He was there the first time I went through. He kind of took me under his wing a little bit, especially when he took me back. Him and Hovis, you know, they were a right double act. And to lose them was, was, was a big blow. I was, I was unhappy. I was angry. I felt partly to blame, you know, so it, it wasn't nice at all. Uh, Martin Bell came in as the caretaker manager. How was it working under Dingers? You've mentioned him a few times before. How was it work, working under your former teammate? Oh, yeah. Oh, listen, he he knew how to lift things. Um, I think he was managing under-18s at the time. Yeah. Um, and they were going great guns. So it was just, as you know, it was obviously right that he got his chance. I think in between Sharkey leaving and Dingers taking over, I think Nugget, Johnny Seaton, and Gary Farker took us for a few games. That's right, yeah. We weren't exactly, it was all up in the air. We weren't, weren't exactly sure what was happening. And then Dingers came in, and you know that, well, the, the, kind of, the personality he's got, it was just so positive. Um, his training was really good. His enthusiasm, you know yourself, is, is kind of unparalleled. Some of the stuff he comes away with, you know, so he really picked us back up a little bit, got us back on our feet. We knew him, We'd, most of us had played with him before, we trusted him. But at the same time, he just got the feeling that, we, we, were all, we were all hoping he would get the job, but I think we just got the feeling there was something brewing under the, under the surface for Peter and Michael. They were, I think they were going for somebody else. I think they had somebody else in mind. I'm not sure if they did or not, but that was just the kind of feeling, the feeling we got, and it, it, it came to be. You say there that Dinger's got things going again, lifted the spirits, and one of the results he got was a 3-1 win over Clark at home. 
uh, in a big week match. It was a year Clark won the league. I actually yeah. was listening to a podcast where Robbie Williamson, the Clark manager from the time, just a few weeks back, and he said that he mentioned that game. And he said that the Nairn players shortchanged the club that season because the performance that night was up there, yeah. and we finished ninth in the league. Definitely. And what would you say to that? I mean, when you look at it on paper, the teams that night were pretty evenly matched, and Clark have gone on to win the win the league that year. We were at full strength, and I think if you look a wee bit deeper, we were missing a lot of guys for a lot of games that year. Nuggets was out, Mikey Ray was out, Kel was out, Mark Holmes was out. These guys missed long parts of the season, so I suppose it's maybe what could have been. Exactly, as I said before, um, we, we, well, I, I, I did, and I know a couple of the guys speaking to them did, felt a little bit. You got a little personal when Sharpie left, that it was our kind of fault. If we played like that against Clark, why couldn't we play like that when you know when he was here? But at that point, it was too late. Because unfortunately, he'd been he'd been let go. But I think we were just of a mindset that we weren't going to let that happen again. You know, we were going to. Well, I certainly was. You know, I'm never going to be messing around in the dressing room like that again, or taking teams for granted, or expecting results. You know, really get out there and work for it. And I think that was one of the things that, that Dingers, when he came in. Yeah, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met, but he knew he knew his stuff and he knew when you were messing him around and he wouldn't stand for it. So when we were on the pitch with him, it was we were really going for it. You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't take second best, which that should be in every game. That should be, you know, in my opinion. And that clock yeah. result, I suppose, really sort of set a marker down as to the standards that that could have been achieved by the team, given that, that Clark later won the league that season. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And the, and the players were there. I mean, we had to play some of the players we had kicking about the team then were were just you know, I keep I keep mentioning Gary Farker, but he's probably the best player I've ever played with. Gary, um, Scott Kelliker, two names. I keep mentioning these names, but guys like Holmesy as well, Tony Lowe, I think I think Tony came to the season after with Davey and all that. Um, but the guys at that time were more than capable of finishing in the top five every year. So there was no there was no reason why we should why we shouldn't be up there. It's Les Fridge that gets the job at the end of that season. What was your initial reaction to that? Um, I didn't. A couple of guys had knew him. Obviously, they knew him, knew him from before. I didn't know him at all. I'd never came across him before. Um, so I thought I'd just take him as he comes. What changed dramatically for me was it went really more kind of professional. I remember, I remember first Les's first couple of sessions there. He was in the training pitch with a, a whistle, a stopwatch, a clipboard. You know, his brother Mike was there. He was taking the training. We were getting diet sheets handed out. We were getting weighed. You know, I remember because I remember before training we used to get weighed once a was it once a fortnight or once a week or something. And it was just like I hadn't known anything like it. So it was a lot more professional. He obviously brought in new players. He'd obviously, every new manager has their ideas. Brought in a lot of new players with him. Um, I think two of them were, well, Davey McRae um, came along with Lewis. I think they came from Cali. Well, what a signing that turned out to be for, for Nairn, um, Davey in particular. But at the same time, if there's new comes in, then, then some of the old goes out. And some of the players that left at that point or maybe the season after were, were the ones that I were kind of closer to. You know, your kind of Nuggets and your Mikey Rays, your Garris, your Gary Farkers. For me, having Gary Farker leaving was was a big blow for my for my game because if I was playing up front with Kel, I would kind of leave Gary and Kel to kind of do the linking up and I would kind of get in behind. And no matter what run I made, Gary would find my head, you know, 99% of the time. I, I must have been a nightmare to play. I just took off and ran, but Gary would find me every single time. But then for Gary to leave and Davey McCray to take over, again, was an, we're both outstanding players. Davey was more a dynamic player, box to box, could make his own goals, you know, like to get further forward than the forward players, if you like. So I had to kind of change my game to adapt to him a lot more. You know, there's no balls coming over the top as much anymore with Gary. So I had to start linking up. I think I created, started creating more chances for, for likes of Kel and, and Davey. So it kind of changed my game. So I took a bit of adjusting on the pitch yeah. as well. Um, I was kind of not out of my comfort zone, but 
it took me a, it took me a good few months to kind of find my feet again with a new kind of batch of players and a new a new manager there. Well, as the directors of football had their they obviously had a plan set out and they were kind of going to do anything they could to to fulfil that plan. It was a five year plan. I think they had to win the league. Um, and they were all really committed to it. Uh, Les didn't take as much training. Mike Fridge, his brother, was a really good coach. Um, he took a lot of training, obviously an ex-Nairn player. I showed a lot of respect for Mike, plus the fact he liked a sing-song on the way home, so he was good in my book. <laughs> that first season saw you captain the team on a good few occasions. That must have been a, a really nice honour for you, having played under the likes of Nuggets, Sharpie, Derek Main, you know, following in these guys' footsteps as captain. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was something I wasn't really expecting, to be honest with you. I never ever thought, you know, um, I wasn't classed as the club joker, but I liked to laugh and I liked to kind of bit of banter in the dressing room. So I, I didn't think in any way I'd be considered for for um, for being a captain. But at that point, I think think Les maybe needed somebody to kind of settle the ship a little bit with the new faces coming in and the old faces kind of leaving. Um, and I think I might be the only one kind of one of the ones that were left kind of from the old batch that. That, um, that, that picked it up but no it was a, obviously a great honour to a club I've played with since I was a kid to, to put on the captain's armband any player will tell you that So that second season the 2005-2006 season that saw us win the, the North of Scotland Cup first of all you must have been just absolutely delighted to get to the final having oh, yeah. been in so many semi-finals and had near misses that we've touched on earlier Yeah I mean I think over my time we'd lost in penalties in semi-finals and quarter-finals and you know as you say we've came close on so many occasions and to win it then against a really good Forest team, um, and especially it being at Clark Park as well, it was just, it was outstanding. And you look back, I think the videos on YouTube, you watch it now, maybe now and again. I think well, we had Tony Lowe playing at that point, and, and David McRae, big Cinders, he was at the back. He was, you know, what a player he was. And I, th- I think we were fully deserving of it. Really, we really deserved it. What was it like on the day? I mean, like you said there, right, good Forest side. Were you confident going into it? Do you remember? Oh, definitely. I remember before the game, we got together at the. One of the hotels in Merness for like we had a bit of breakfast and I went for a walk and we were we were we were fully expecting we, were, we didn't want to look too deep into it but we were making plans for that night to you know parade the cap around places if you if you know what I mean um, but we'd learnt for our lesson about that before so we didn't get too carried away but even turning up on that day um, everybody was there um, was was fully confident that we would we would we would come away with the result and we did and we did it was great as you say great. I'm sure the celebrations were were great afterwards. It was just with the fact, even seeing the amount of fans that were there, all the Nairn fans turned up, and to go over there, over to them, it was probably the best moment in my in my whole time at Nairn. To go over to the fans after the final whistle, and they were all singing and dancing. It was just absolutely brilliant. What a day, it really was. Yeah. So would you say that that was the the real highlight of your career, just that that day? Well, when it was only, it was only, yeah, we never won a league, and that was the only cup we won there. Uh, well, there was a couple of highlights in you know, individual performances, but that was that tops them all. I think we, we really deserved it that time, that year. The Nairn County Podcast is brought to you in association with our digital partners, Zion Energy. Click on zion.com to find out more.